Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by the wonderful Ruby Stokes to talk all about her Netflix series, Lockwood & Co. And I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the audition process, because I've heard you mention that when you first went in and you knew what the role was, that, that you started doing a little bit of a dive into the books and, and reading some of that. And so I was just really fascinated and interested in how much of a deep dive it was helpful for you to do on the character and to do on the world around her that potentially was going to be built out through this series, because obviously you're going in and you're auditioning for just one or two scenes at that point, but also you want to get as much information as you can at the same time. Yeah, I think, well, when I first got it through, um, it was like a self-tape and yeah, I we, I got like a first like a draft of the first episode, um, and obviously I saw that it was like this series of books by Jonathan Stroud, so I obviously looked that up straight away. Um, and at the time they had like a Google Reads, and so I thought, oh, like I might as well, you know, read. Like there was like the first hundred pages, I read that, and I loved it. I loved that it was this story told from the viewpoint of you know a young adult a female as well um I think that's especially something that drew me to the role is that it's um it's you know she's a hero at the helm of this ship sort of thing but she's also going through that universe experience of being a teenager she's unapologetically herself she she is opinionated she is you know, fierce and loyal and loving and vulnerable and all these things that, you know, we are as humans. Um, and yeah, so I, I I read the first hundred pages, I obviously looked up the characters and they had, they had, there were like a couple of wiki, like <laughs> wiki fan pages on it. And so I was, you know, like in a deep stalk of those. Um, but I didn't read the books until I found out I got the role because I thought, that would be quite a commitment to then find out I didn't get it and just be utterly heartbroken. <laughs> I mean, you bring up a great point there as well that, you know, she she is a hero at the center of this story, but she's also a very reluctant one who doesn't naturally seek the limelight. You know, there's that conversation with her and Lockwood where he's he's like, you're the one with the skills and the talent and I'm the one that actually wants the limelight and you don't even want it. So it hurts to watch this. And mm -hmm. so with that idea of it in mind, how did you kind of find that balance of someone who keeps being thrust into spaces of attention but who doesn't naturally have a comfort level with that yeah I think like obviously once you take on a character and you start we were really lucky that we were afforded like you know a month and a half kind of rehearsal period but also you know to delve into the language of the script the, the dialect like, to have it you know it's so important that we were like well versed and it was in our everyday and you know the physical of the language of the show as well is just so huge and important in telling like informing the audience of um the world it's incredibly world building um so obviously whilst we, we were in that period um you just end up like you, you're obviously looking at the nuances of the character and taking all of that on but I think the more it was it was it was such a long shoot as well um or the longest that I've done you know um around I want to say like nine months we shot for and then we obviously had the before kind of period you just end up being like obviously the first couple of months you're a bit like figuring out this, like the area what's would she do this you know how does she move like would she say something like this you know looking at the scripts and stuff and it's but once you're in it every day um and it was you know it was every day um and it was you kind of in part you take on that character and it becomes that very natural to 
walk on go bish bash bosh and walk out again do you know what I mean because you're you you you've lived and breathed her for so long um that it becomes I wouldn't I wouldn't say normal but it, I don't say every day I've said that word like a million times now it, it just but it just becomes a part of your every day doesn't it um but I think it, that is such an integral part of who Lucy is the fact that she has so much talent that she isn't aware of and throughout the show she's learning how to harness it and is you know slightly scared of it but realize it it's to use it for the better um and for the good of her friends and I just I think it's it's so much a part of who she is that it was like e easy to take on because that's that's like number one of who her character is right it is. And, and with that time as well, with the language of the scripts like you were describing, was that also helpful in, in finding the sense of humor in her as a character as well? Because there's a lot of kind of very dry wit that develops within this group of the three of them and, and her humor, you know, with with George is is different to her humor with Lockwood and, and the kind of like sparring that they have. And it's it, it feels like it was very evident probably in the scripts. Yeah, I think it's all there. Like, you know, the scripts are really brilliant written by uh, Joe Cornish, Ed Heim, Joy Wilkinson, Cara as well. Like it just, it's incredibly informative and obviously you take away a lot and there's a lot of subtext. But but actually having said that, you know, obviously the, the wit and the humour's on the page. So you just kind of absorb it and take it in. And that's also who Lucy is. She doesn't take any shit, right? She's kind of, she's just very on the front foot, especially at the beginning when she first meets the boys. She's like, I think she susses them out straight away and it's just like, oh, sorry, I just swore. I don't know if... Can I do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she doesn't she doesn't really take any crap from anybody, especially in the beginning. Um, but obviously the la latter on through the series is if she forms relationships with these people, you do end up taking on, you know, these these things that perhaps you wouldn't have when you were strangers. But um, no, yes, it's sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of actually the dry wit is. Um, <clears throat> is is part of what keeps them safe. So when we were working with Joe Cornish, he is, you know, kind of like showrunner terms, but he directed one and eight as well. And he said like such a huge part of who these people are and how they keep themselves, um, you know, okay, especially in moments of such great fear is using humour to combat that and just I think they carry such a heavy burden on their shoulders as well that you would inevitably end up you know having that sort of slightly facetious you know humor at times and I, I love that the like you were just mentioning that Joe Cornish as well as being the showrunner directed episode one and eight so he's really you know creating the world creating all the visual aspects of it and laying the foundation for the rest of the directors coming in and then you know creating that tail end of of where we end up at the end of the season as well and so what was the benefit of working on this character at the beginning going through this rehearsal period having all that of that time back and forth with him but also having him behind the camera directing that first episode as you were all kind of figuring out what's the tone what's the voice of the show who are these characters together yeah, so, so helpful, like it just incredibly important and helpful because not only is it a challenge to bring someone's vision to the screen, but it's also just Joe, anything we asked, like I asked of him, um, he always had 
an answer or he always had a way of like you know working with myself or the other <clears throat> part of me like the other actors to figure out that the nuances of that character or like would they do this here and now or obviously there's the brilliant reference of the books um which in, like it's like this world is just is just there it's parallel to existing to ours because the way Jonathan's written them is just so full of life it's so four-dimensional that obviously every, everyone had that reference but bringing it screen is like an entirely it's a new it's massive like it's a massive project to do and um it's yeah ju- like that beginning period where I think finding my feet and finding kind of who this character is and was incredibly helpful like important having Joe there because he knows these characters inside and out you know may- maybe he'd say like oh he he doesn't it's you know it obviously is the, us that brings them to life but it's he, he yeah he'd always have an answer but we actually shot um we shot one first and then oh well he obviously did one and eight but we shot one and eight in, in like the first two months so it was like it was a little crazy going from you know trying to build Lucy as I think when I did the auditions I I had the Lucy maybe that was more like in the middle to latter end of the series you know she's on the front foot she's comfortable she's here she knows her place um but I I think building that Lucy with Joe at the beginning who's a little bit more timid who's been through you know abhorrent things growing up um that was like a really interesting but then to jump from that to go to episode eight where we like we just you know Joe I think he'd be at times he'd be like the stakes are really high like because you just you're still in that world sort of um of oh I'm ep one like you know I'm doing ep one this day and tomorrow actually I'm you know I've gone through all of this stuff and I, I'm like this, you know, I, my relationship is like this with, you know, said character. And it was just, but, but Joe knew them inside out. So that was, yeah, pivotal to understanding. And in, in terms of the the relationship dynamics, like you were talking about, it's it's so different by the end of the season and, and just the closeness between this group of yeah. the three of them. And especially with Lucy and Lockwood, just the, the kind of like unspoken intimacy that exists between them. And so especially, like you said, having filmed one and eight together, what were the challenges of then trying to build the delicacy of the arc of, you know, how much does she trust him in this moment? How safe does she feel around the two of them? You know, and, and how is this group dynamic shift? to what I've already created as the end point of this yeah I think I didn't once we started going into kind of like ep two three four like the rest of them you almost like month one felt so far away from even like month three because you've you've created and done so much within that time period that I felt further away from that that you go god what did I even like do I know especially when I watched it back I I when they showed it to us for the first time I definitely was oh like on the edge of my seat for episode eight going oh god like I hope I just hope that yeah I made the, we made the stakes high enough and it, and it works in that way and I think it does actually because it's we were all still getting to know each other um in the way that the characters were obviously but it they're all kind of on the edge in episode eight and they don't 
know what's coming and they're all walking into unknown territory and actually so I think it benefited it like really helped build that story but yeah all those intimate scenes and and kind of how intimate the relationships get I don't it's it's hard it's hard to say because it like <clears throat> that would have obviously at the time had we filmed eight at the end I would have thought back in a moment and gone right what we did then informs now <clears throat> pardon me I've got a frog in my throat <laughs> um so obviously like what we did then informs now you know and Lucy's feeling like this and right I'm going to do it like this because when we did that in ep six you know and so on and so on but I think it all ended up it, it worked out you know I, I would like to sit here and say you know I I knew exactly what those intimate moments would hold and I knew exactly how we play it. But I think that's kind of the beauty of the job, right, is that <clears throat> you bounce off of the person opposite you and you, you don't know what they're going to bring on their day. And you might think that you're going to bring something different, but you end up bringing Actually, you end up bringing this because of the environment and how you're bouncing off each other and you're taking on this note and it all ends up being different. And I think it ended up working out for the better. You also were were touching upon before her her childhood and upbringing, and and we get to kind of see some of the facets of that at the beginning of the series and her relationship with her mother, where her mother really just needs her to work, and it's less about having this actual relationship dynamic between the two of them. And you know, Lucy saying to her, "I don't think you were ever capable of loving me," um, was so telling. You know, and the fact that she's the one to choose to leave the family home off the back of that, um, and so within that what was the importance that you found on these relationship dynamics that are building for her the rest of the season with just the weight of what it means for her to consider them to be family at a certain point, given that that's something that she never really felt like she had growing up? So you mean, do you mean like, what was the weight of, sorry, like, Mara? Yeah, like, what was kind of like the weight of the relationship dynamics that develop the, that's, you know, almost more intense and intrinsic with Lockwood and with George and for her to be able to consider them family, given that she never felt like she had family? Yeah, I defo, I think she places, you know, once she lets those people in and she kind of takes down that wall a little bit, <clears throat> she places a lot of value on the relationships that she has with these people because they're the only people in her life who have ever shown her any sort of bar like her friend who she talks about back home, Nori, you know, who have ever shown her any sort of love and understanding and compassion and encouragement as well, but like good encouragement, you know, supportive encouragement. And I yeah, she, she, it was important that when I think we made those earlier scenes that, you know, about her, the world building of like her childhood and how, why she is, how she is now, it was incredibly important that she goes through this realization, this understanding, but therefore, you know, has this wall up and she places, you know, in turn places more value on those moments with Lockwood and George and those relationship dynamics. And in preparation for this role as well, you know, you were mentioning the rehearsal period. I know there was also a lot of stunt training and, and choreographing of, of certain scenes for the show as well. And even just beyond the, the choreography and the moves that that helped you figure out throughout the show, how did that also help you to really understand her as a character and going through a lot of that training and figuring out aspects of, you know, okay, this is how she as a character is going to hold a sword. This is how she's going to move in this particular scene. 
Yeah, I think so. So Jennifer White, who was the movement uh, choreographer, uh, we worked quite intensely with her and also the stunt team at the beginning, uh, headed by uh, Dave Foreman. And it, she, I remember when we first kind of did a session together, um, she was asking, like, what do you want from Lucy? And how are we going to go from, you know, Lucy doesn't, she's clearly got the talent, right? And she's, but she doesn't, when she comes to Lockwood & Co, it's, it's different, right? It's there, like more brushed up, they're more polished, but we have to give Lucy this edge of roughness, but she's got this raw talent. But then as the series goes on, like build her and build her talent. So we went in kind of learning it all, learning the movement and parries with Philip Dorleans, who was the sword master, and just learning the basics of how to do everything, then taking it all the way and this is what they end up like and then pairing it back and being able to work throughout the series of like the building blocks of how they end up getting to where they are um but actually but the first time I worked with Jen like she was like oh like you know you're very fluid and dynamic in your movement but actually I don't I don't think that's what Lucy is and that was a really interesting and fun challenge to take on breaking down my own sort of the way that I move throughout, you know, the way, even the way that I walk or the way that, you know, perhaps Lucy walks more with her chest forward and, and breaking down those sorts of things and spending like a couple of hours just walking around a room or like, it's, it sounds so like, almost like, so, so kind of, oh, those are the small things, but those small things inform how you do the larger things, right? And if you have those down, then I think you're, you're good to go and you're good to like plop on the bit that you bring to the character. And you're also doing a myriad of, of scenes throughout the show in which there are these interactions with ghosts. And so there's a lot of VFX throughout the series. And it sounds like there were there were kind of a myriad of different ways in which those would be filmed, where sometimes it was, you know, getting to look at an iPad mock-up of this is what you're going to be up against in this scene. And that sometimes there would be some sort of like mannequin being puppeted within a scene. And so what were the different ways in which those tools really helped you in terms of knowing how to go in and how to play certain scenes with the the visual aspects that you would be given or understanding of what it was going to look like eventually yeah I think like when so sometimes they would show us a mock-up um of like what the character was going to look like or it'd be an incredibly early sketch that was really helpful to know just where to place like the level of fear or kind of intimidation that this ghost or you know character holds um, but sometimes we wouldn't have that and I remember when we did episode eight um there's a part where Ali who plays George we were like lying on the floor and we're like looking up at this really terrifying ghost but at the time like there wasn't a mock-up and it was just a cr- like a massive um camera crane with like red strobe lights attached to it and we were just like <laughs> so what does this thing look like? And Joe had like this mic at the time and he was just like, Gary, it's really scary. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just gonna look scary. Um, and <laughs> okay, what's the scariest thing that I can think of? Um, but you know, you, th- you tell yourself, I'm gonna think this, but it just, once you get in the moment, it all ends up going out of your head, right? But yeah, those mock-ups are really helpful. Um, but sometimes you can't help but like finish a scene where you're chasing around like this led like mannequin or like an orb like a silver orb and you're chasing it around and you're really in the moment and then you come out of it and just that split second of finishing the scene and someone's like you go 
am I doing? Like, what are we doing right now? This is this is uh, crazy. Like, there's Mikey, who is the puppeteer, who um, puppeteered the ghost. He's like really bloody brilliant, and it just he was in this skin tight green suit, <laughs> and it, you just think, what? Like, this is so funny. Like, what are we doing right now? But you only think that afterwards, because um, you get you get lost in the moment. You get lost in the sort of fighting the silver orb. <laughs> I also love um, the scene that Ali's talked about filming with the monks where there were a whole slew of actors and that he had this moment where he kind of forgot that he was in a scene because it felt very real. And so for you, what were some of those external aspects, whether it was what some of the other cast were doing or production design elements or costume elements that really helped you to immerse in character or a particular scene? We had uh, a wind machine. (laughs) So I remember the first couple of days it was while we're filming some of these eps and some of these scenes in Sheen Road and at one and it was just a leaf blower and I had absolutely no idea that it was going to be there I just got like like and leaf blower and it just got blasted into my face but it really helps uh create that atmosphere of what this ghost is and what like what it does to the environment as well and you get you are in that the headspace of like you know just kind of seeing this ghost and fighting it and we did like at four they use like eight foot wind machines it was you know it it sounds so funny when you talk about it but it really really helps create the environment and the illusion of that what that ghost is there and what it feels like and what it does to you Um, and so therefore like how are you holding yourself are you standing strong are you standing weak it's and especially when we did that um scene in ep3 uh when we filmed that they had like ali says like the they had these these dancers who were doing were walking in such a way and doing hand movements that it really created an atmosphere and they will mcgregor who was the director of that two three and four he played this like really ominous spooky music and it just it does sort of like put you in a trance and it takes you to a place um and brings this other element to your performance I love that. And and you were talking a little bit earlier as well about just the the difference in the dynamic that she has with her skills and with her abilities. And it goes from something that she has had since she was a child. You know, we hear her mom talking about how even as a baby, she just always had this connectivity. And, um, you know, we get to see her having an actual conversation with a ghost for the very first time. So even just learning and discovering new things about her skills and her abilities that go even beyond what she thought she had. And, and so as you kind of worked with her as a character, what was that, that difference in terms of the relationship that she has with this ability that you really wanted to have evolve or the changes that you wanted to create towards the end versus where we meet her at the beginning, where it's, you know, it's kind of this burden and then it's something that she really learns to embrace about herself. Yeah. I, the the beginning I think it was important to show that Lucy has she is a little bit a a cut above other like everybody has such talent like in the way that they can listen and hear and see ghosts but she's just that slight cut above that she's more in tune with it so I think it we, we I wanted to show that but also show that she was totally vulnerable to it she doesn't she's totally unaware that she has this um and I guess that's what makes her slightly endearing to other people and also to the to the 
boys when she goes and sees them it's like you know this character has absolutely no idea how talented and powerful these this talent is that she's got um and like that first time she realizes it I think it's it was important to show that it's is is it me like as in Lucy going is it me am I am I losing it like what's what's happening here because nobody knows this is possible bar the person that's done it before her right and it's like she again because she doesn't believe wholly in herself she questions her own mental sort of state of mind right that god is this like am I losing it and when she plucks up the courage to kind of go over and talk to the skull and like realize what she has I actually think it's for her in that moment, it was important to show that it's not a burden and actually like it totally brings her out of her shell and gives her the confidence for the first time to go to these boys like, look what I can do. You know, you can do all of this, but look, I've, I've actually, oh my God, like I, this has given me so much confidence to bring to the table that I have so much to bring. Um, and then I, then I think it is like, it was then showing that ugh, it becomes a burden because she doesn't want to be the one in the limelight, you know, like we spoke about, she doesn't want to be that person. And she almost wishes this thing would go away, but she realizes that it brings just a level to this agency that nobody else has. Um, and just at the end, she harnesses that power for good. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think about everybody, even though we're not all ghost, <laughs> psychic ghost hunters, I think everybody goes through that sort of questioning yourself phase to then realizing actually you know this thing or whatever that I can bring to the table holds value um yeah absolutely and and also you were mentioning before how this is the longest that you've spent on a particular project and and with a particular character and so in reflection what's been the difference of the experience for you in in getting to spend nine months filming getting to have all that preparation and really probably spending an entire year very immersed in the world of who this character is and in production space i loved it mara like i just absolutely loved it you know being afforded the opportunity to do stunts was just insane like you know Dave was incredibly encouraging and just I was like oh but can I get up there and do this and can I get on the harness like I'd really love to know what that feels like and see how far I can push myself as well like that was another thing just seeing how far you know within reason like how far you can push yourself um the the skills I learned you know I got to do underwater diving like deep dive training for scenes that I did kind of like I think there's some in ep2 maybe a bit in ep3 oh god no no it's ep2 it's ep2 I was thinking like when she thinks back to it uh where she's opposite Annabelle Ward the ghost and it just she's realizing what's going on and it's that was just like yes like get, they, they were like we can you know Ellie Keely who plays who was my stunt double was just so hands-on and always there and always really supportive of me and like I'd come to her with how do I do this or can you show me or can you do it and then maybe I'll go and do it and like that sort of like team sort of uh community sort of spirit um just like the amount that I got to do and learn was just 
so cool and I love that and I think that's what's you know I said it earlier that's the cool thing about this job is that you get to learn and take on so much um but not only that what was huge about spending like this time on Lockwood was just just the the people you meet right like I love people I love chatting to people talking to people maybe almost at a detriment right because it's I talk a bit too much sometimes but it's like you know I love everybody is so it takes an army to make you know anything to put anything to screen and everybody that I met was just oh so so cool and like all the crew you know I got to go I got to know the crew in a way that I hadn't been afforded to before because I hadn't spent enough time on a set to you know get to know people in that way and I just I loved that and I made really brilliant friends over this job and got to do so much um it was brilliant and brought a lot of challenges as well that I learned to kind of overcome and how to pace myself I didn't even realize you know I was like wow that's a huge thing learning to pace and have stamina right when the more you get to the end what you need to do for yourself in order to do the job um yeah it was really really good fun long form job (laughs) but that's to say I do like short form as well (laughs) I like I like everything I love that so much and that it was such a fantastic experience for you and it's such a great first season of the show so congratulations on all of the amazing reception to it and thank you so much Ruby. Oh thank you for having me Mara it's been really good fun.